are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 221 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's that guy rides at a talent show tonight. He's running a talent show. He is the talent. Running. He is the talent. He's so talented, he couldn't be in the talent show, so he's running the talent show. Is that like... Uh, we always bring up how I met your mother on the show because it was, it's honestly outside of the finale. It's my favorite sitcom. Finale is great, but keep going. Finale sucked. But anyway, um, do you remember the episode when, uh, Barney finds out that his mother was lying to him all throughout the years. And it was like, Barney, you can't be on the basketball team because you're so good, but it was really because he sucks so bad. Is that what it is with with SGR? It's dead on. (laughs) That's good. It's like, it's like SGR. It's like, People call him SGR outside. Yeah, definitely everyone. (laughs) Honey, you can't be on the basketball team. It's not fair to the other children. That's what I'm going to do to my kids. SGR, you can't be in a talent show. It's not fair to everybody else. I'm going to tell you something. What's that? When your daughter gets older and she starts playing sports and stuff, if she's in a sport that she's just not, she's just not all there with, like a little behind, hasn't had the right training. It's tough to watch, man. Just letting you what know. You, but what are you going to tell them, no? No, 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 no. You always encourage it, and you make sure they do their best. I'm just saying as a parent, you just want to run out there and just fucking tell them what the fuck to do. It's tough I'll to just, just sit drink. there. I'll just start drinking. Just start drinking, games. yeah. Or take a, uh, take one of Creed's fucking uh, zannies, doggy zannies. Oh, he's passed the fuck out right now. Do you think Creed will still be on the Dougie's Annie by the time Ava's old enough to uh, to be in sports and stuff? Is this something I hope you're going to still hear? Is this something? No, I said, do you think he'll still be on the Zannies? Or you think he'll yeah, be? Yeah, I, I have no idea if he's ever going to calm down. The dog's a fucking maniac. When you got this dog, did they tell you it, it was like anxiety ridden? Like, is this something like it was like a No, he doesn't charity? have anxiety. He's, he's a hunting dog and he, there's nothing for him to hunt around here. So he's got all this pent up agri- like energy. Mm. Jim, you had him snipped, right? Yes. You got snippy snippy still pent up like that? Yeah, it's a, that's a, I heard that's they a, calm. I heard they calm. They, yeah, they don't. It's, that's not, not all of them. Maybe not this breed. Mm. But <clears throat> anyway, I'm very excited tonight. Usually I hate seeing your face, but I'm actually excited. We're doing a bonus episode of the NYYST podcast recording Tuesday night. It's about 8.30. Spring training is finally over. When you listen to this Wednesday morning, we'll be a little over 24 hours away from opening day. Damn. I, I'm so excited. The weather's supposed to be pure shit, but somehow, some way, I think they're going to get the Still game. Play. From what I, from what I understand, that the weather, it's not supposed to be that cold on Thursday, and the rain is supposed to hold off and uh, be in the morning. And they, they should be able to get the game in. They should be able to get the game in. I'm looking forward to it. We were hoping to have one show, you know, and then some, you know something beyond our control you know so now we're here mm. we're doing a different show it is what it is but we're we you know we talked about it i wanted to make it happen i wanted this bonus episode so you know chris originally couldn't join me and now he's here so let's 
you know, get, for that alone, for that alone, you should leave us a five star rating and review. Seriously, right there, boom, boom. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, share the page, tell a tell a friend that's a Yankee fan. We don't fuck around. We don't hold back. If you if you have a friend who doesn't get offended easily, who love who loves the Yankees, and likes to have a good time, you fucking tell them about our podcast. You know, we're hoping. Uh, we're going to have an announcement, you know, about the future of the show when we record after opening day. So hopefully you'll hear it Friday morning. You know, we're hoping for a lot of big things this year. And, you know, we just come out and say it to everybody. You, when you listen to this show, our goal is for you to feel like you're sitting down, having a couple of beers, throwing back a couple of jacks. Maybe a couple and, doggies, and just, annies, depending on what you're into. Right, and just chilling and ha- feel like you're just bullshitting with your friends about baseball. Hanging with the you know, fellas. Along the, uh, along the way, we'll make a couple of cogent points. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But most of it, you know, but we're, we're, I never wanted to start this podcast to sit there and be like, well, did you know that Gleyber Torres' Woba was this? Yeah. Above the yeah. above the league average this year. And, we're and more Tyler from the Wade's heart. Real, and Tyler Wade's really not that good because his DRZ is like negative fifteen, which if you if you're stupid, it means it sucks. But like, he's I don't cute care. and has a dig back. I don't I don't care about that type of stuff. That there's plenty of other shows out there for that. Go listen to them. Yeah, like if you we're not. I'm not gonna call out like give him credit here with his name, and I hope he's listening because you know what? At least he had the balls to fucking DM us and. He had something to say about us, but one of his points was like, you guys need to change this blah, blah, blah is getting old. There's a lot of great shows out there. I listen to you guys for a change of pace. Hey, buddy, we're the change of change of pace because we're, we don't do what you just said you want us to do. Like, we're that change of pace, bro. If you want that shit, there's plenty of shows out there to, to do it. There's a reason why we sit at number three right now in Yankee, Yankee podcast. There's a reason. So it, we're not changing shit. And that's what it comes down to. But I was going to make another point, too. I forget what the fuck you were just saying. I don't know. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I forget. Yeah, so uh, we're just, we'll just dive right into it. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to get into first? The fucked up day yesterday was? Or do you want to get into the rotation? Because those are really the two main things I got today. Let's go <laughs> fucked up day first. Let's just ride this because this has been a fucked up opening so we'll just keep it fucked up and and talk about yesterday if yesterday is not one of the most fucked up days in the history of yankee land yankee twitter i guess you could say i don't know what is yet everybody they're just minds were just running wild and Do you I blame can't, anyone and I, and I was just the next words out of my mouth i honestly can't blame anybody you know first of all brian hulk who we've had on the show before who we multiple respect, times who we respect the job that he does. You know, I don't know if he knew and he was just fucking with everybody, but he posts the lineup from the game yesterday. All the regulars are playing except Aaron Judge. And now Aaron Judge hadn't played since Friday. And then he and he quote tweets the lineup from the official Yankee Twitter. And he po and he does three emojis. Eyes, judge. Question, question mark. mark and now what <laughs> yeah listen what does that lead you to believe right there you know hoke was 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 messing with us because 
if there's one thing, and we like you said, we've had Hoke on a couple times. Awesome dude, uh, but he's extremely close to that team. I mean, if there's news going around, Hoke knows about it, and he knew he had to have known. There's no way that he didn't know what what was going on. He was just messing with people. So first thing everybody's going to, he's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, of course. Right, and now. Immediately, you know, this is what this show does to you. Immediately, instead of thinking about Aaron Judge's injury and how it's going to affect the team, I'm thinking about my rant on the next episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, because remember, we just said, two, was it two episodes ago? We were saying, this season, this guy's got to stay healthy. His legacy's on the line. And I'm sitting in my car, and I'm like, fucking, this guy's legacy is ruined. ruined. He'll never, I'm just I'm just going on, and I'm saying to myself. All rise all the time about, was fucking shattered just, before the season and even we didn't even get one. We didn't even get one game from yeah. this motherfucking guy. Yeah. And it was just like, and, I'm, and then like, and then here's what it is, right? Now it's like. Oh, you know, it's like Aaron Boone will speak to the media between 1130 and 12 o'clock. And then 12 o'clock rolls around. We don't hear from Aaron Boone. And it's like, it's like, uh, it's actually, it's actually going to be, it's actually going to be the general manager, Brian Cash. It's like, then you're what like, is now going it's really on? serious. Yeah. And then, the, and then the Yankees announced, well, we're not making Aaron Boone available to the media. Brian Cashman will speak. And we're like, shit. shit. Now, now we're done. Now, now we're like, fun. we've been talking all this shit yeah. for weeks about positivity only, all rise all the time, and now it's like, they don't even want Boone to say anything. They're bringing fucking Brian Cashman in. Yeah, but you know what? If we didn't keep that positive momentum going, maybe that day turns out to be to be what we had originally expected. Maybe it is Cashman coming on and saying, Judge is out for the year. But you know what? Positive, positive thinking goes along. But that's way. not even it. Then Brian, then we get word that Brian Cashman is being delayed, and we're saying, "Yeah, what, what, what could possibly be happening right now?" Now I'm, I'm joking with you guys. Was like, did they lose him? Like they, like the Mets lost Cespedes last year. Stack guy, do they not? Yeah. Know, they don't do know, they know, not where, know he where he is. They don't know where he is. Stack guy rise texting to talking about the fucking weather. He's like, right? Because like, then the next thing it was like, then they're delaying the game, and then you're like, did somebody fucking die? Did someone either die guess, or was there a COVID outbreak? That that was my thought at that right. point. So then, but then we found out that it was raining down there, so they delayed the game from weather, and then and then when we found that out, things started to come back into shape. Uh, in case you lived under a rock and you're not on social media, Aaron Judge is fine. Aaron Boone's words, good to go for opening day. Um, I don't know if it was allergies, a touch of the flu, something, but because of COVID protocols, he was not allowed to play yesterday. This is basically what it came down to. Uh, Aaron Boone said Saturday was just a scheduled day off. He wasn't going to play, I guess, then because, I don't know if they traveled Sunday and they weren't going to bring him anyway. And then Monday he was supposed to play because all the regulars played. And because of the COVID protocols and whatever he was going through, he couldn't, he so couldn't he play didn't, yesterday. Did he? Okay. So I understand the protocol side of things. Was Is this for us to assume that he felt okay enough, though, if those protocols weren't in place that he would have been playing? Like, I guess so. You have I the flu. So. The flu is, I mean, it's well known anyone listening to the show i fucking had covid it was like getting a really i mean my case at least was like a really bad case of the flu and it sucked so 
if he really had the... Could you have played a Major League Baseball game? I couldn't like- play a Major League Baseball game if I was fucking 100% healthy. But, no. If you were I, Aaron, no, Ju- I couldn't even, Aaron get up, Judge I couldn't even get up and raise my children. Like, my wife did. My wife had COVID, too. She, it was like, she didn't even care. It was She just got up, did everything. I'm laying in bed, sleeping for five weeks. Did you tip your wife off that we told her to get the fuck out? She, no, you want to know what's funny about that? When we, I was watching the premiere on YouTube, because we premiere these, you know, I might premiere this later tonight. Um, we get a decent audience when we do it later at night. But when I premiere the, you know, our regular scheduled show on Sunday night around 1030, I hit it because I wanted to listen a little, whatever. I completely forgot about the get the fuck out drop that we did. And I was dying laughing. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And then she texted you right away. No, that was Monday night. Was that yesterday? I don't know. No, Sunday night I drop it. Sunday night I drop it. Monday's audio. Right. I thought, but I was thinking that it happened yesterday that she listened to it. Again, I'll go back to it. You're a dad now, so you don't even know what fucking days are anymore. Do you know that I don't even know where I am half the time? Yeah. Now now you know where where I've been for how many years now? Like, I come into my man cave where I record. Like, I get up at, like, 11, like, this is wishful thinking that I'm actually sleeping at 1130. But like, if I, if I fall asleep around like 1030, I'll get up at like 1130, 12 o'clock, you know, get a drink, maybe have a snack. And then like, it'll be four o'clock in the morning and I'm sleeping on the fucking couch in here. Yeah. I'm like, how did I get here? How did you get here? I do <laughs> that too, I- because fucking Jack, Jack's four years old and has not, he's maybe slept in his own bed. F- maybe 10 nights out of his entire life. No, that's good. So some nights when I can't sleep or I'm just falling asleep, he'll come in, kick me in the face while he's sleeping. And then I end up somewhere else in the house. And then I wake up like, where the fuck am I right now? I get it. I'm there too. That's good. Cause Ava is 11 months old. She'll be 11 months old on Friday. And she has slept in her crib zero times in her life. So that's, that's encouraging that your kid slept in his bed 10 times in four years. Yeah. But that wasn't during crib years. Just crib years. Fucking forget it. We had to get this fucking contraption that actually went in the middle of us for him to sleep. It is wild. It's wild. So yeah, good luck. Ava was just like, fuck you guys. I'm sleeping in the bed. And then everyone I tell that to is just always like, cherish it. Because one day they're not going to want to sleep with you and they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I'd like to get a little sleep. Or my favorite is from people that don't have kids and they're like, well, you know, why don't you just put them in their bed? Yeah. If it was that fucking simple, don't you think I would have done it already? Yeah, what do some people call uh, cribs uh, baby prison now? Baby jail. Yeah, baby jail. You're not jail. supposed to put them in. I'll fucking put my kid in a cage. I don't care. I'll fucking That's why I was always hesitant to ever say anything, especially as I got older to people when they had kids and I didn't have my kids yet. I was always hesitant to even open my mouth because I'm just saying to myself, like, I don't want to hear any fucking parenting advice. You're from the anybody. exception, not the rule when it comes to that. Like Chris would be like letting his kids play with butcher knives. And I'm like, I really should. Oh, say here we go. I just here. said kid. I just said I put my kid in a cage. Now you're telling people I fucking <laughs> let them play with butcher knives. Forget it. The, the, the put them in a cage would have, would have maybe gone through. Now I'm done. All right. So 
We're joking, by the way. Complete jokes. We don't put kids in cages. We don't put kids in cages. Our government does for the last 10 years. So, I mean, you didn't have to go that far. What we said was enough. Sometimes you take... Yeah, but you you know what? I like to be fair on both sides. (laughs) And like to say that would, would be to imply that the administration now is doing it where no other administration did. So I like to be fair. I like to call for, call for what the fuck it is, you know? Uh-huh. It's just how uh-huh. I roll. Okay. All right. So back to how we roll here with uh, Aaron Judge. He's okay. Judge is good. It's See, this is this is what kind of worries you, though, a little bit. Because I don't think we've – did we ever come across this last year where a guy maybe wasn't feeling well? It wasn't COVID, but he had to miss a game because of it? Uh I don't think there might have been one time there might have been one time it's coming to me right now where someone was wasn't feeling well and we were like fuck he's got COVID it's going to spread throughout the team but it wasn't and it might have been Aaron Judge to be honest but I'm not positive yeah I think that did happen but here so let's go back to that for a second I'm asking if they said that because I don't understand the protocol of like just because you have symptoms, you're getting tested for a reason. Like, if you're negative and you're just, like, sick but want to play through it, you can't? I don't... I guess, I guess not. I guess they have to do their due diligence on it. And actually, I wanted to bring this up real quick, too. My my uh, family's here from North Carolina. And my uncle's scout for the A's. And uh, he had to get uh, vaccinated. It was mandatory for his job. Not through MLB, by the way through the team, through the organization. Um, did the Yankees announce any of that, that they're forcing guys or players? Uh, or? All I heard is that Boone got vaccinated and he said he was going to speak to the team and encourage them to do so as well. Okay, I th- and I think that's I think that's more than fair. If you, if you want to get it, you should fucking definitely get it. Um, and the people who don't, you don't have to worry about because you got vaccinated for a reason, because you and, trust them. Uh, I think a lot of guys are going to end up doing it because if a team is 85% vaccinated MLB after two weeks, MLB will start lifting restrictions on what they are and are not allowed to do. So they'll be able to go out to dinner, go do certain. Then you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. And that's part of the reason why I hate ever since the vaccines came out that it's not more like that for the American people, that they're not encouraging people that if you're getting vaccinated, that you can go and and live a little more of a normal life because I think that's going to encourage a lot of the players to get it for sure. Look look at how many guys couldn't just stay in a hotel room last year during a 60-game season. How many guys got caught like going out to strip clubs and restaurants or whatever and and fucking ruining it for everyone? Right, so if you want to see titties, get the shot. If you want to see some titties, go get the shot, and that's it. And then you could go out. Go get some stankin' eggs, and that's it, and it's and it's over with. So you know, like, I it that, that just made me think, like, what if this pops up during the season? Like, a guy sneezes, he feels a little warm, and like, oh, COVID protocol, you can't play today. Yeah, that kid. That, I'm sorry, that's like too. That's I I I agree with being cautious. I think that there should be protocols in place, but I think that the the COVID test should should suffice where if a guy's just feeling sick and, and it, and if he has the flu, guess what? There's tests for the flu. So he must've come back positive to say it's the flu and not COVID. 
I don't know that he had the flu. Somebody oh, okay. said that he might have had Just it. Just had flu been, symptoms. He Maybe he had a little Tyler Wade issue. He uh, he might have been affected seasonal allergies down down oh, there. Geez. So now, oh Jesus Christ! So now seasonal allergies are going to keep players from from fucking. I have playing. no. I don't. I didn't hear exactly what was bothering him. That somebody speculated on that. It could be anything, but he doesn't have COVID. He's going to be in the lineup on thursday so i mean Better it was be. just a while it was just a wild day yesterday so brian cashman uh when he did end up speaking to the media we got a little bit of news here uh justin wilson's going to start the season on the injured list uh he i don't know if you remember he took himself out of a game maybe last week last week uh, yeah. yeah so i don't know how serious it is it doesn't seem like it's that serious so uh but that's a big blow to the bullpen be, with zach Britton being out uh the yankees as far as i know still have one open roster spot it looks like it's going to go to lucas lucky i mean he really? was absolutely dominant in in um in spring training yeah he earned it uh, for sure you know, and with Wilson and Britton out, it's going to bring up a need for another left-hander in there uh, in the bullpen there. So, I mean, guys are going to have to step up. I mean, your main setup guy now is going to be uh, Chad Green, who's probably going to your your number two guy would probably be Darren O'Day, and then you're probably looking for I don't know. I guess the Yankees are probably looking for a guy like Luizaga to step up and take some big innings, especially in the early part of the season. They announced Michael King made the team, mm. which. Michael King, he's a guy that I like, but he's a guy I just don't know how good he'll ever be. Just seems like he's going to be he gets, that in betweener type guy that Boone's going to probably use too much and really expose how average of a pitcher he really is. You know, there's a real wild card out in that bullpen and Nick Nelson and uh, one scout I think I was reading earlier this week said they asked about Nelson and his quote was fucking filthy. That mm. was his quote about I Nick like Nelson. That. Uh, and we saw Nick Nelson last year. I loved his stuff. He got hit up a little bit. He was not, mm. I think he maybe he wasn't ready for the major leagues last year, but I loved his stuff. Yeah, good um, stuff. He's another guy. I think him and Loisica out of those two, the Yankees are really looking for one of those two guys to step up and fill some big innings, especially in the early part of the season. Mike Tockman made the team. I think we we talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Cashman was trying to trade him. He yeah, he, but he said that for the value that they value for what they value him at, nobody came back with a reasonable kind offer. Of a backhanded compliment, really, if you really think about it. But you know what? I'm glad Cashman is transparent in that way when he can be. Like he is is pretty much just like yeah, we tried to get rid of him. But his value wasn't wasn't matching up with what we were getting back. You know, it's so funny though because the rival executive had said that uh, Cashman was being quote unreasonable for his return for Mike Tockman, and I'm saying to myself, hmm, now what it feels like right. for the shoe to be on the other foot. Right. When Brian Cashman is saying, "No, fuck you, give me this." When we're trying to get outfield. when we're trying to get Jay Bruce a few years ago, and 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 the Met, it was the Mets, right? They wanted Glaber Torres or some shit. That was a joke. It was just that they were, yeah, they were but that's being absolutely yeah, ridiculous. No for shit. What they, but I'm saying like that's the fuck. It's not a joke in a lot of other circumstances. So that's really every, every single trade Cashman has tried to make pretty much has come down to the other team wanting Glaber Torres and not moving off of it. And that's really been it. So don't talk to me so about Brian, who's fucking unreasonable. The 
So Brian Cashman was trying to get something useful for his team this year from Mike Talkman. And they're like, uh, well, why don't you give us, uh, how about we send you some old, some hot dog wrappers? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of hot dog wrappers, the Yankees announced today that they're going to have 10,850. Mm-hmm. I think I have the number accurate uh, fans in attendance for opening day, yeah, that's which cool. is a little, which is probably right around 20%. Because I think the capacity. Let me tell you something. Around. If you have fucking opening day tickets and you A, didn't take off of work so you're not going or b you're gonna complain about the fucking weather or whatever do do me a favor don't waste a spot in the stadium for the rest of the season please this is a fight this is we haven't we haven't been able to sit in in those seats in over a year and you're going to opening day you better be fucking have a smile on your and a smile on your face from ear to ear that we won't even be able to see okay because of your mask but anyway this this could and be. You better be loud. You better cheer this team. Fucking loud. You be excited. Right. It might it better sound like there's forty five thousand people in the Hell stadium. Yeah. And it, this could be a good segue into what we want to get to next. But just talking about uh, Justin Wilson going down and and Zach Britton not being there, the Yankees are going to really need to rely on one of two things or both. Uh, first off, is going to be the offense clicking right off right out of the gate. I mean, this offense is going to need to put up some runs which the Yankees notoriously get off to slow starts offensively um, going from, you know, Florida to the war- to the colder weather. You got to hope for better weather than we're going to fucking get on opening day for, for the rest of the month. But on top of that, and this is going to be tough to tough to do. I know because the Yankees are going to fucking baby these guys, but we're going to need a little more length out of our rotation, out of our starting rotation, because you, you you're not going to be able to bridge those gaps in close games. And you don't want to see the Yankees get into, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get into a hole just because Justin Wilson and Britain aren't there, but I want to see this. We talked about this. Like we want this season to be fucking like 98. Like don't even give me, don't even give me glimpses of like, I don't want Ajita once. Seriously. Like let's just fucking be a powerhouse. And for that to happen, this team can't put themselves in like a hole where, you know, they're playing catch up a little bit by the time these guys get back. They need to fucking. But this is this is why I wanted to do the ALEs preview. I really did, mm-hmm. and you know whatever you know, didn't whatever. fucking happen. Fine, but look at this division. You Baltimore. Is there any glimmer of hope coming from Baltimore now or for the next five years? No. Boston. They got who, Cora back. Cora's back, but that goes a long way. It does, but they have but they have no pitching. Yeah, no, I agree. Toronto. They're going to be a juggernaut offensively. Yeah, but they've been. But do they? But do they? But do they have pitching now? They lost their closer for the year. No, you want to know what the fucking Blue Jays really, really had the shittiest offseason in my opinion, because that team is good enough offensively. Where if you just put a few more pieces into that, into your uh, rotation, you would have been a very competitive team this year. But they I'm just sorry, have no one. I- I saw uh, MLB ranking. Somebody ranked the top ten pitchers in baseball. And first of all, Jacob Degrom wasn't one, so it's a horse shit list to begin it's with. It's already bad. Um, what was uh, you know? Who, it was Shane Bieber. Yeah, look, Shane Bieber had a great year, but he's not fucking Jacob. He's not DeGrom. better than fucking Jacob Degrom. Are we saying the best based off of last season? I don't. They were rank. I don't know. They were ranking the top ten pitchers in baseball, and they had Hinjin Ryu as six. What? And I'm like, where was Cole? Where was Cole? Two. 
Cole, I'm sorry, Cole was three. It was, yeah, it was DeGrom and then Cole. And then Darvish was four. I didn't remember who was five. And then uh, Ryu was six. I'm like, that's nice that they think Ryu is the sixth, is the sixth best pitcher in baseball, but I don't feel that way. If, if Ryu is your ace, you know, like if Ryu was the Yankees' ace, I would be screaming that they don't have an ace. No, Ryu or Ryu, however you say it, he was great in that like 1B to slash two role when he was good, when he was on top of his game. But like last year, he really didn't have that spectacular of a year. But every time he? I seen the Yankees face him, the Yankees bomb him. So like that's, Oh, just maybe that's I'm what I'm thinking of. Uh, and then there's the Rays. I mean, what are the Rays going to do this year? Uh, they lost. They're, Snell. They're, they lost Snell. Troy's going to be out for a couple months now. He had, I think he had knee surgery. Uh, or was a Rosarena a flash in the pan in the postseason, or is he a superstar now? Maybe I mean, he is. I Nick mean, Nel- uh, not Nick Nelson. Nick Anderson's hurt. So, I mean, what do we expect out of the Rays? They're always around, but will they be? Will they? Will they be on that next level to compete with the Yankees? And I'm not. And the Yankees can probably afford a slow start because this division is not very good. The American League as a whole is not very good. There's no reason why the Yankees shouldn't cakewalk into the American League's championship series this year. There really isn't. There's no reason why. You know, I'll be fair with with Ryu. He has some very good numbers over the last few years, but. Here's where I'm gonna here's where I'm gonna say he doesn't deserve the spot that he's in. Because from twenty seventeen, which was I mean, really we'll say twenty thirteen, it was when he came up, he had thirty games started. I mean he has very good numbers, but he's a that, good pitcher. But guess what? He is. I'm not in twenty thirteen, he capped out at thirty games started. He hasn't hit that. He almost did in twenty nineteen at twenty nine, but He's got to give me a little more, more than that. But he, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's good. He just, to me, doesn't profile like an ace for some. He doesn't reason. scream. Yeah, I don't think of him as an ace. Like he'd be a, if he was my number two. Yeah, I'd like. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But oh, like, he'd if he's be, my number he's, one starter. He's probably the best number two in baseball if he's your number two. But he, but he's the, he's Toronto's ace, which is an ace that has that no many, one. An ace that has no one following him. Which is Garrett Cole's problem, maybe. <laughs> no, no. We have at least a, lo- a lot more hope. All and right, so let me bring, let me see if I, do you have the tweet up? or Which tweet? I got a, where I tweeted the Yankees. Um, I'll pull it up. for the first six games. Oh, I, I know it. It's, uh, it's Garrett Cole, opening day, obviously. Then Kluber. Then Herman. Then it's Montgomery, and then back to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole again, yes. And then Tyone. It could be Kluber Tyone. Right. No, it's the I first six right. games of the year are Cole, Kluber, Herman, Monty, Cole, Tyone. Um, no surprise. Cole's the opening day starter. I told I told you, I'm not saying that I was the only one saying this, but you you know, we've all been saying the Yankees want Kluber to be the number two starter. He's the number two starter to start the season. I was battling people, I think it was on Sunday. Well, I saw a lot of people tweeting that he hasn't been impressive in the 
preseason. And I'm saying to myself, the only thing I can really go by is what his ERA is. And it was at one six nine going into the game on Sunday. It's because of one reason. And it's because, and again, I'll, I'll say this again. Kluber is a veteran. He knows how to prepare himself for the regular season. He's not going to blow his arm out in spring training. He's going to allow it to work itself up to where it needs to be. And it's his velocity being a little lower right now that people are probably concerned and saying he All doesn't right, so look he great. Was, but his he fucking was around, shit is his fast, No, Dude, did you see those couple of Unreal. Those, Unreal. Oh, my God. I've, but he was sitting around 90. Yeah. In his, I think in his last Cy Young year, he was topping out at 92, 93. He's a 93 guy. His peak was 94. His hardest he's ever really thrown was 94. He's not a flamethrower. This guy's a pitcher. You know, people have people have that kind of mixed up with him because Kluber Kluber's one of those guys that has a really hard fastball. He has a lot of pop on his fastball. It looks like it's Plays a lot faster. It does. Hard. Uh, it, so he's never really been that power pitcher in that sense. Kluber is as good as he is because he's just a very smart pitcher with a lot of good stuff. And that's who Kluber's going to be. So if he's topping out at 90 right now in spring training, that means by, with you the know, way those pitches fucking move. Yeah. And, and by the end of April, he'll be up to 92, 93 again. Maybe he'll, he maybe he'll sit to, around 91, 92. He really, but, honestly, he doesn't even really need to throw 93. If he's going to throw 91, 92, and he's got the good mix of speeds with that movement. But he's here's my question now. Are they going to baby Tyone and Kluber in a sense of the Yankees didn't announce who they're, who they're going to start in the seventh game, did they? So will they no, skip Kluber j- because Tyone's back now? Because I'm just not okay it's, with that shit. I'm not. I don't. Look, are you, you're not okay with them taking it easy on Tyone. That's why Tyone's in the sixth spot no, right now. No, man. Look, you, you know when Tyone, but, do you know when Tyone had it easy on him? When he was recovering from Tommy John. But this guy is of- building his arm back. You can't just baby him now and sit him on the bench. Like, let, if anything, let him pitch. Let him pitch. Put him on a pitch count. I mean, come on. Well, you know what some genius told me earlier this uh, week that Cooper should start the season in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even, honestly, can't even waste my, my brain capacity on that. So what do you? I mean, you're saying pitch count. What do you want? To, you want him to take starts and throw 40 pitches and go to 50? I'll like, say I this. Don't really... I would rather see Tyone get his start and sacrifice some some bullpen arms that are aren't really that valuable, that are expendable arms that can eat some innings during his start and let him continue to work himself into season <laughs> form. Than to skip his starts and just have him throw bullpen sessions. But here's the thing: we knew this was going to happen. Yes, we didn't know with Tyone. We knew somebody was going to get skipped the first time through because the Yankees were going to do everything in their power to make sure that Garrett Cole stayed on schedule, which is the right thing to do. Yeah, you want Garrett Cole to make the maximum number of starts this year, so it would really have. Been, so you would take any of the other four guys. They obviously think Kluber's ready to go. They stuck him right in the number two spot. A little surprise that Herman's in the, in the three spot, but I guess with the way he's pitched, I thought maybe they would want to stick Monty in there, you know, break up the righties a little bit, but I guess this early in the season, it really doesn't matter. They maybe feel a little bit better about where Monty and, and, and Herman are, and then that just leaves Tyone. Maybe they think he's just a little bit behind the other guys. I think the Yankees are going to put a lot of pressure on Herman. I think they have nothing to lose with this guy at this point. Like we talked about plenty of times, if he shits the bed, they can release him and be done with him. Um, 
So I think that they're not going to they're not going to really beat around the bush with him. They're going to throw him in the fire. They're going to put some pressure on him. And if he fucking performs, then hey, I mean, at that point, that's what he's there to do. So throw him in the number three. Make him feel like he's like he's one of the top you know pitchers in this rotation, and see if he can answer the call. But what was the one one of the things we talked about last time is that the Yankees have Davey Garcia sitting in the sixth spot. That's huge. They haven't had that quality of a pitcher be their next guy up in a long time. It's pretty wild. So they don't they're not looking at it like, oh, you know, fuck Herman. If he sucks, he sucks. They need him to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is in a in a I guess, you know, when it comes to how they feel about Herman the person, that there's nothing to lose in a sense of it doesn't seem like they really care for the guy that the team, the clubhouse doesn't really care for the guy because ever since those opening statements from like Voight and Britain, did they ever come out and make a statement and say, you know what? Herman, Herman apologized and did the right thing. And it seems like he's on a better track to be a better human being. And, you know, we're going to just take it from here. They never did and not that. that I re- not that I recall, but again, I don't think it's really necessary. Let him say what he needed to say and move on from it. That's what that's what I keep saying here. Nobody condones what the guy did, but it's time now to focus on what he's going to do on, on the baseball field. And I think he's got a lot of potential, man. I really do. I mean, before all this shit happened with him, he was having a very very good year, and, and something, and it was really unexpected. We always knew when he was coming in and out of the bullpen and stuff, he had some electric stuff. We never thought he'd profile as a as a really good starting pitcher, but he does. I mean, he's well, a guy that you're... Cashman made the well, when Cashman made the trade for him, he called him a lottery ticket. Yeah, and he's you know he's looking to hit on it. So, I mean, if you're going to um, slot Herman at the top of his game, which we've seen can be can be very good in your third slot, and still have Monty. Fucking Tyone when he's, you know, when the rotation's going normally. So really it pushes Herman down to four or five. And then, like you said, Garcia's your sixth starter. I mean, that's that's wild. That's that's a tough rotation to beat. <clears throat> so before we get to Twitter, I do want to cover a couple of things other quickly. We got off when we were talking about the roster moves, got off for uh didn't get back to it. Tyler Wade made the team. Uh, a lot of Yankee Twitter's upset about that, but again, you know, like I don't know what the Yankees exactly were were discussing when we uh, talked about it last time that they that Boone said that there were or that they were still working some things out. Maybe they really did give serious consideration to Tyro Estrada, but again, he plays shortstop, and that's something that you need on the bench. So the bench is going to be Higashioka, uh, Wade. It's going to be uh, Talkman and. Who's the other guy? Gardy. Did I say Gardy? No. Higashioka, Tachman, Wade, and Gardner. That, that's the bench right there. And Brian, Ka- you said Brian, and you said Brian Cashman being transparent. He came out and said it. Boyd's injury is the reason why Jay Bruce is on a team. Yeah. Yeah. What's I wonder what's so, going to happen. We don't have to go into it now, but I just wanted to say I wonder what's going to happen when Voigt's ready to come back. Well, it depends on what Jay Bruce does. If he's hitting 147, he's going to get released. If he's hitting bombs, he's going to f- be on the bench. And then talk, Talkman goes bye-bye? They'll have to figure it. You know, those... You got to hope, really. Always- if you're the Yankees right now, you got to hope Talkman makes the most of this 
of this chance being on the bench here and coming up they, in big spots. Look, they like Talkman. They think he was in. They think the reason why he didn't hit last year is because he, his shoulder hurt. And he's shown he's shown pop in in the preseason. He hey, did. So I mean, he's the sock man. And we know he plays a good defense. I don't know. Maybe some nerd will tell me that his defensive metrics oh, are terrible. But he sucks. plays. But he but he plays a good defense in my mind. Anyone who's good, like anyone who you can see who you think is good, that means he sucks. So, uh, Dietrich and uh, Robinson Torinos were re-signed to minor league deals. They'll be stashed away at the alternate site. I got to do more reading on the difference between going to the alternate site, what that means, versus just being sent out to triple a because there are minor leagues this year. So it's like, um, it's like in like the walking dead when people had homes that they were like safe in like the shelters and stuff. That's like major leagues. And then the alternate site is like when they're fucking camping out in the woods and they can die at any moment. So Dietrich and, uh, Torino's are back with the team, but Torino's can't play right now because he had surgery after he got hit by the pitch, the broken wrist. So he's going to rehab, with the team, and then the Yankees. The Yankees were probably looking to add some veteran depth at catcher anyway, so they're just bringing in a guy get back that they had in camp. And you know, Dietrich's an interesting guy. You know, if uh, you know, we'll see what happens with him if uh, the Yankees need him. Hopefully, they don't. I mean, mm. it's better to leave those guys there because then it means that your team up here depth. is performing the way and you have that depth. They, they need to. Um, so again, before we get to Twitter, just want because this is the other thing in the news. Uh, the Mets owner, uh, mm. Steve Cohen, and Francisco Lindor at dinner the other night. The Mets put 10 for 325 in front of Lindor. Lindor said, shove your raviolis up your ass. Uh, I want 12 for 385. So they're still negotiating about that. Do you think that deal gets done? Because I think that's like such a bad way to start the season if they can't figure that out and there's been offers on the table like – Talk about just bad blood right off the bat. Look, they need to figure out a way to hit them, hit the money in the middle somewhere. They do, you know. If Lindor goes to free agency, I don't know if that number is going to still be on the table. We all know the amount of shortstops that are going to be available next year. Here's what I'll say, and I'll keep it brief. I think that Lindor, if he wasn't going into the free agency class that he's going into in this next off season, would not even consider a deal right now. But because of that class, he has to. So he's sitting down, and and I think it's a great offer. But here's what I said to you and and SGR last night: I would I wouldn't even negotiate the money in the years at that point. I want an option. I want like a Garrett Cole type player option. You want to opt out? I want an opt out. I want an opt out after three years. Because, and here's why: we've seen how the market just continues. Even though we say there's never going to be any more massive deals. We see every single year these massive deals get paid paid out more and more. Look at guys like, uh, I can't even think off the top of my head, that sign these 10-year deals without any opt-outs, and then the next year, a guy of half the caliber is getting paid almost double what they, what they got paid. Look at DeGrom. Like, look at DeGrom. Right, he he's a great he's a great person. So if if I'm Lindor, yeah, he I want took that deal I, as a favor to the Mets. Though. I know that, but what I'm saying is, if I'm Lindor, yes, I like the security of the years, of course, I like the money, but I want a fucking player opt out after three or four years because if I'm playing at the potential that you're paying me for, I know by that point the market's going to continue to rise and I can get more money. And I think that's the that's the way Lindor has to play it. And you know what? And you know what? 
fans are getting on him. Oh, it's a pandemic. You turned down $325 million. These guys don't live in the same fucking world that we do. Okay. Right. So if the money is, these guys have a finite amount of time to make money and the guy paying him is worth $14 billion. He's got every right in the world to ask for it. Of course. Now, you know, will they, will the Mets cave? Who the fuck knows? But their owner is a fucking loser. I'm sorry. That's not Yankee hate. That's not me. No, because we on liked the Mets. him for a while. But he's a fucking loser. I'm sorry. When you tweet shit like, oh, Lindor's a heck of a player. I hope he signed. I'm glad you don't own the fucking Yankees. Yeah. I would hate. I would be so embarrassed to see how Steinbrenner tweeting shit like that. Please. Please play with that. Please, please go, sign your please, contract. Please. You're I so took you good. out for chicken. I took you out for chicken palm. Please. You're so good. Loser! Like, come on, dude, get a fucking life. And then, uh, and then, when you were involved in that GameStop shit, you deactivated your account. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you fucking loser. Yeah, you really showed your true colors, pal. You're more worried about fucking the black jerseys that the Mets are gonna wear than uh, like, come on, seriously. You're a fucking loser with a lot. I don't of money. need my. I don't need my uh, my owner playing fucking patty cake on fucking Twitter. Just yeah. go do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like I respect you, and I wish I had your money and stuff, but. I'm glad you're not the owner of the Yankees. All right, so let's jump into Twitter here. Uh, no question. We just said, hey, you know what? You want a shout-out? You got any comments, questions? Last show before the season starts. Uh, so we'll start with at stadium status. He goes, do you guys think Judge is under the weather is just covering up for an injury? No. No. I don't. No. No, because of how positive it was when they said what it was and that he's ready to fucking go. He's re- it, usually when that when that shit's happening, it's like, Judge is under the weather. We're going to see how he feels in a couple days, and, and then we'll take it from there. And then the second they say something like, take it from there, you know he's out for six weeks. But because they're like, he's in the, he'll be in the fucking lineup on Thursday. He's ready to go. He's feeling fine now, blah, blah, blah. It, 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 he'll be fine. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, come on, guy. You, of all people, come all on, rise bro. all the time, bro. This is not cover. Look, if we felt that way, we'd tell you. But no, after the way things broke out yesterday, he's fine. Uh, and he's he's going to be in the lineup on Thursday. Come uh, on, bro. Bobby from the Bronx, man. He, he just dropped a whole bunch love of it. shit I on love, us. I love it. He wants to know what Chassin-like options are still available in the free agent market. I have no idea, dude. I haven't looked at the waiver wire. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't. The Yankees have <clears throat> guys like Asher Wojcikowski. I mean, that's the level of guy. Chassin, I think, took an opt-out so he could test the waters, uh, see what's out there. Those are the level of guys that are going to be out there, guys that are out there looking for jobs right now. They're not guys that you're going to be excited to put in your rotation at any time, you know? Yeah, and and the Yankees are clearly, with with certain pieces to this puzzle, are looking to just work from within. Yeah, right. Like Mike King will make starts. Yes, yeah. they'll bring. They got Davy Garcia. And you know what? There. They can. They have the. They have the ability right now to do that. If we're honestly at this point in the season, if we're thinking about the seventh starter, we got we got problems that we don't want yeah. to talk about. No, right yeah, no. He also wants to know: Is this the deepest and most questionable rotation they've ever had? Yes, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the fucking Bobby from the Bronx. That's the best way to put it. Is this is the deepest, most devastating, questionable rotation the Yankees have had ever, ever. And here's where we, I might take him to task a little bit because then he adds up 
uh, one morning. He says, Hal backed himself into a corner by playing luxury tax limbo in a championship window year. I mean, the Yanks might have to give up more talent in a trade for less in return if needed. He goes on to name a couple of guys with high, uh, you know, like Schmidt, Gil, Medina, and they might be traded for Matt Boyd. First of all, if the Yankees are looking to trade for Matt Boyd in the middle of the season, something bad happened. And you know what? And we said it here before. We were the guys saying trade Jason Dominguez. Yeah. So no, I don't, I'm not really concerned about <sighs> what I'm giving up to get a piece that I think is going to help me win this year because I'm not thinking about next year right yeah. now. I'm sorry. Bobby, kinda, ne- he kind of contradicted himself because he's talking about how Hal kind of held back uh, with spending because this could be should be a championship year. And then you're talking about worrying about giving up prospects for someone you need uh, to fill pieces in, like, if the prospects aren't here and helping us win, who the fuck cares if it's a championship year, right? The who cares? I mean, if we got to do what we got to do to win. Now, I agree with you that that I didn't like the the approach with the luxury tax this year. I get it. It's a business. It's not my business to run. But as a fan who hasn't seen a championship since 2009, I really didn't care for it. No, we've did, we talked about that a hundred times, but like again, it's like you're giving your your Hal Steinbrenner, you're giving Brian Cashman two hundred ten million dollars to win a title. Yeah. You should have no reasons why you can't do that. Yeah, and last point, Bobby, this team when you look at it right now, yeah, they got some injuries, but you can't find me a better team in the division right now. You might not even be able to find me a better team in the league, the way they're constructed, depending on how that rotation goes. So, I mean, I think they did a great job regardless. Right. And we said this We said this in the last point, and we'll say before we move on to the last two here. Look, I'm not saying trade your top three pitching prospects for some fucking middle-of-the-road fourth starter because, you know, things didn't work out with Tyone or Kluber. Mm. But, you know, this is the year where you got to overpay with prospects. This is the year you have to do it. Yeah. I agree. There's no excuses where Brian Cashman can, and we've always given Brian Cashman the benefit of doubt where we're saying, did you hear the fucking package they wanted for Robbie Ray? They wanted Clint Frazier and Davey Garcia. Fuck them. Why would we do that? But this might be the year you have to do something like that. I'm yeah. not saying give away yeah. Frazier and Robbie Ray, but you know, like, you know, honestly, dude, if you're going to trade a guy that's the number two starter potential for a guy that's a number four starter, this is the year you got to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll go just, as far as we're talking about trading. I'll go as far as to say that even like a guy like Talkman, if it gets to the middle of the year and you and you know your outfield's healthy, you got depth with Gardner, and a and a a hole opens up that you need to fill, and it might be with a guy that isn't, you know, worth trading what you see in Talkman, but even at that point, like you need to just fill the gaps that you need to fill regardless with expendable pieces. And I don't care how much you like Talkman or value him. He's expendable. He has not proven that he, that he isn't at this point. So anyone's up for grabs who hasn't proven that, that they're invaluable. Uh, this one just came in. <clears throat> I gotta, we gotta add it. Cause it's our boy, Chris Colon. He says, are there any NL teams that you guys hate that you would love to see the Yankees beat in the world series? Yes. All of them, any of them pick one. I hate all national league teams. I gotta say, uh, I, I don't hate the Mets. I mean, I hate them a little more now cause I really just don't respect Steve Cohen anymore. Um, 
but I do love guys like DeGrom and shit. So I don't really hate the Mets. If I had to pick one team, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily hate a team in the National League enough. I'll say this. I would love it to be the Padres because of how much people love the Padres. I would love for the Yankees to end their drought by not only pissing people off that they won a World Series, but by also pissing off the rest of America who aren't Yankee fans rooting for the Padres. Do you know last week I saw two people in two different parts of the state, actually one was in Pennsylvania and one was in Jersey, wearing Diamondback 2001 World Series caps? That's not real. What do you mean that's not real? That's, that happened. I'm that telling can't you be, it happened. They can't be real people. Like they... They are Did just, I imagine they're them? just trolls. They fig- they're trolling. No one is a 2001 Diamondback fan unless you lived in Arizona and needed baseball and had this expansion team that won a World Series after a couple years of being in the league. Because I'll tell you what, not that it would ever make 2001 go away, but I would like to beat the Diamondbacks in the World Series. That would actually be nice. But they're not good enough for that yet. No. Like I need so, them yeah, to be fuck- a powerhouse again. Before we, I would want if so. If you're asking that question, the two teams that would trigger people the most that the Yankees beat would beat are the Mets and the Padres. So I'll take either either one of them. Uh Deal. But you know what? There's 15 teams, or right, 15 teams in the NL. They're even now, right? That's why we play in our league every week, every day now. Yeah, it's 15. I just want to win a fucking World Series. I don't care who it's against, but yeah, that's yeah. I'll hate anyone that they play. I'll hate. Right. So here we go. The last two, two of our biggest fans. We'll start with Don Sicario. Sicario. He says the rotation makes me too nervous. Close to the mic. Too close to the mic. The ro- it ru- ruins better? the audio. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay, great. The rotation actually says the rotation's health makes me nervous. Cashman gambling with these guys coming back makes me, but he says, uh, makes me believe that Cressy and Blake have seen enough to think they're okay. So I'm going to say, like you guys always say, all rise all the time. Here's what I'll say to you, Don Sicario. The the gamble that Cashman is taking on the guys that he did is like this. Imagine you're at a blackjack table. I'm a blackjack guy. And the dealer looks at you, the casino, the fucking, the pit boss comes over and he whispers in the dealer's ear. The dealer comes over to you and says, look, you can bet $100 and you'll and if you and if you win this hand you win th- you win 30,000 right are you not taking 100 bucks out of your pocket and, and playing that hand because that's what it's not even close the potential that these guys can bring to this team versus the risk and that's why it's a good move and that's why I wouldn't be worried about it all right and we'll end here with Patrick too close to the mic I'm emphasizing Patrick. The fella. Hello, fellas. Fellas, just want to send positive vibes. Let's get wins on the board. Back our players. Let's go booner for boon. Love you, fellas. Let me tell you something about Patrick real quick. I'm going to peel back the curtain. I had a tweet today. I'm going to give away a pair of Yankee tickets. to who, Out of all the winner, out of all the people who picked right, I asked who's going to hit the first Yankee home run of the season. A lot of Glaber Torres, by the way. Um, Patrick lives in Ireland. Irish doesn't really have the ability to to just go to any old Yankee game. He he did the tweet, retweeted, followed, and whatever. And he DMs me and he goes, "Look, if I win, 
I just want my tickets to go to someone who's going to bring their kid to a game. I'm like, you're the fucking man, dude. No, he's a solid dude. He's the OG. He's the OG. So the 10,850 of you that will be in Yankee Stadium on Thursday, I want to be able to hear you guys fucking scream your lungs out. Friday morning, not a damn one of you should be able to speak. That's how much you should. Not one of you. Not one. We have him sat down inside that stadium since, what was it, game five of the American League Championship Series last Mm -hmm. year? In 2019, mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. A lot of shit has happened. The stadium is open again. Now it's not going to be 48,000 strong, but you know, you make close it to feel 11, like it is. Make it feel like it is. This is what we want. Hey, this is what we've been dying for. Let's think about go. it like Let's, this: when that stadium is filled with 50,000, there's probably only 11,000 people anyway who actually know what the fuck's going on, and and get loud enough to cheer. So it shouldn't be too far off. You know what I want for everybody that can listen to my voice right now? You know what I want the goal of those 11,000 fans in Yankee Stadium to be? When Garrett Cole takes the fucking mound for the first time at Yankee Stadium with fans in the seats, I want you motherfuckers so loud that man feels Mm. goosebumps. And he says, this is the fucking place I should be. I don't care if there's 11,000 people or 50,000 fucking people. This is my home. This man is the fucking ace of the Yankees. You, You cheer, you scream for this dude so loud that he... Look at this. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I have goosebumps. Okay. I'm so excited for Thursday. I can't I can't wait. This is going to be one of the Dude, they could lose 15 to 1 and it still be one of the best days of my life. I agree. Last year was so weird. I mean, it technically what but this is like my daughter's first real opening day. I'm so excited for it. I'm so I'm going to be home. I'm going to watch the game with her. One o'clock start. I'm I'm fucking ready, dude. And I'm I'm just I'm just ready for it. Let's go. Let's go. And we keep saying it. All rise all the time. Let's go, Yankees. Stack guy rising here. I'll Stack do guy rise. Don't go. go Yanks. Don't go Yank because you're at a kid's talent show right now. Ooh, that, you're going to get him in a lot of trouble for that. That could get that could get dicey. So please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. We'll be back hopefully fucking Friday morning because they'll play Thursday. Like we hey, you know what? They're playing Thursday. Why, Chris? Positivity only, all rise all the time. They're Let's playing Thursday. I'm gonna say we're gonna get a nice seven to one victory. Garrett Cole's gonna give up his obligatory soul home run, but he's gonna dominate. He's gonna go out there, pitch like the fucking ace. We're gonna see a couple dingers. I'm gonna say, you know, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say Judge is gonna make his stamp saying I'm the MVP, and Clint Frazier's gonna pop his head in there and say fuck hey guys let's that's my prediction let's go i'm i'm so ready even if they lose which i'm hoping they don't i'm i'm still so excited for the season man i really am uh let's go you know we got some new stuff coming out hopefully it'll be done for thursday if not then shortly thereafter uh the the other three shirts that we came out with are still on this still on the website please go check them out at what is it again i always forget NYYSportsTalk.com slash shop. 
There you go. Boom. If you need a if you need a code for to save a little money, you can uh, DM us at NYY Sports Talk. We'll hook you up. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. Bonus episode number two twenty one of the NYYST podcast. Let's fucking go. The Let's chase go. for twenty eight officially begins on Thursday. I'm fucking pumped. All rise. All the time. Chris, say goodbye. Boom.